the direction of our business only relies on us. So it is more critical probably than what we perhaps give it credit for because it just feels like fluffy work or like it's not really important. But are you a product-based business, maybe handmade or importing? I do both. I'm spending my own cash advertising on Facebook and Instagram to help grow my two Shopify stores from scratch that I started in 2020. So join me in this diary type podcast where I share real time challenges and wins as things happen day to day in real time because we often feel less alone in our e-commerce journey when sharing the challenges with someone else. If you're just starting out or growing your small online business, I think you'll find my experiences motivational as I share from my kitchen table in Adelaide, Australia. Brought to you by one of my e-commerce shops, theturtlejournal.com.au. Hey, welcome to Aussie e-commerce mum, a diary. My name is Rachel and this is episode number 31. Rounding out 2022 and a bit of an evaluation or an audit and thinking a little bit about uh, how you want 2023 to look. These are some questions I've asked myself at the end of 2022 and I made some time to do this only like literally this took me probably an hour maybe at the most because if we start 2023 a little bit too quickly you can tend to just dive headlong into where things left off at the end of last year, which means you might just start getting busy doing the same stuff, um, catching up on things or uh, trying the next new project you learned about over the holidays or solving some crisis or something you need to quickly fix. And before you know it, (laughs) months have gone by and you kind of just kept rolling along without really stopping and evaluating for yourself what you want to be doing this year or how even last year landed. So I think it's important to take some time to do that before too much of the year gets away from us. So you're not kind of like just diving headlong into 2023, like you never took a break or you never stopped, which you may not have. But it's um, it doesn't have to be a big deal doing this, but it does at least give us a moment to stop and think and do the only work in our business that we can do. Like we are it, we're the business owner, the CEO, and a hundred other things that we do. So we're the only ones that can do this work. This, the direction of our business only relies on us. So it is more critical probably than what we perhaps give it credit for because it just feels like fluffy work or like it's not really important but it might well be the most important work you can do for an hour of your time in the next week or so and these are just 10 questions I've got my answers to them I encourage you to do the same and give yourself a moment to to think about these and um, your answers to them and how you want things to look moving forward so let's check them out number one's easy top line revenue what was your revenue for 2022 mine across two websites was $56,000 I'm really happy with that because um, I, I have a, a job and a family and community commitment so this is just an evening you know hobby and side hustle for me I haven't um, I certainly haven't made enough to be earning you know a living from in e-commerce on my two websites so that's split over two websites so it's even obviously less sustainable to live off moving forward than one website's revenue would be so it's not it's not an amazing revenue figure for sure but it's at the end of my second year in business starting from scratch and zero I'm pretty happy with that not I'm disappointed at all Number two, what's your conversion rate over the year, your average conversion rate? And average because you obviously don't want to look at a specific time period. If I look at mine around Christmas time, 
it was like three percent which is i was really happy with whereas when i look now through january my my conversion rate i looked before i record this episode <laughs> is 0.74 so 0.74 that's a, so it's a slow start to the year <laughs> but over 2022 as an average mine was 2.62 so i was really happy with that now your conversion rate is a little bit of a loaded question because it really does depend a bit on the stage of business you're at and the industry you're in, the cost of your products, and also whether maybe you sell consumables or a once-off like um, you know toothpaste versus a wedding dress or something like that. So conversion rate is not is not so cut and dry. Lots of things about our business are not cut and dry. You need to do a bit of digging and make sure you've got all the nuance built in and the context around it. Because if your conversion rate is high, I would say high is anything over 3%. I don't think that's something to brag about because it probably means you haven't got enough people coming to see you at your website to buy. So your traffic volume is not big enough because the 3% conversion rate, unless you have thousands of people coming to your website every month, I don't think it's high enough to, to feel comfortable with that. You probably need more people because that will probably peter out and burn out. You may exhaust that group of people with a conversion rate that high. And if it is that high, you can absolutely afford to pump more people into your website, into your top of funnel in your marketing efforts to water that down a little bit without actually sacrificing your profitability and things like that. And obviously then massively increasing your reach. So if your conversion rate is, is more like sort of 1% or 1% to 2%, I think that's pretty standard for e-commerce as a general rule of thumb. But again, if you sell expensive products, your conversion rate is going to be a lot lower. If you, spell, you know, if you sell, I don't know, spa baths or something like that versus toothpaste, one is probably going to be um, an easier sell to get someone to part with five bucks for toothpaste versus five grand for a spa bath. But in any case, what is your conversion rate as an average over 2022? Number three, what was your biggest expense in 2022? And is there any way you can think maybe to reduce that expense or is it the expense justified? You know, like, is it perfectly justified that expense and there's no need to worry about doing anything about it? Obviously, stock is a big thing. So if you're a product based business, like I am. But even if you think about this pragmatically, is there ways that you could maybe reduce your stock cost? Try some different suppliers or something like that, perhaps do some test orders to see if you can reduce your stock cost a little bit. I just think it's always a good idea to think about your expenses and to see if there's some ways that you can cut some out and reduce some and don't jump to advertising as an easy way to reduce your cost either because that ends up biting you know biting yourself in the bum you sort of end up um screwing yourself over doing that i think because you because you're reducing the visibility of your business but it's always worth thinking about what cost did you have through last year for the for me this is as easy as looking through my my credit card statement and all the transactions and just skimming them and seeing what i spent a lot on often and and why i did that and is there any way i could maybe make that a bit leaner I'd, i had a couple of episodes i'd encourage you to listen to Episode number eight and episode 28. It's a two-part, episode eight and 28, about my Christmas inventory disaster. So I had a real issue with inventory over Christmas 
2022. I did an episode about it um, back at episode eight and then I updated everything after Christmas to give you an update of where things were at in episode 28. So I encourage you to have listened to that if you're looking at your expenses for last year and maybe ways you might be able to reduce some of those. And also I did a packaging audit, episode number two and episode 27. So episode two, I did a packaging audit, talked about ways you can look at critically how much you spent on packaging. And episode 27, I actually talked about raising your prices and when's the last time you did it and some reasons why. So there's a heap of episodes there that are all related to your costs and your expenses and the cost of doing business and ways maybe you might be able to reduce those for yourself this year. Question four, did you notice any big picture changes in the market or in the industry that you're in to be aware of? This is a much more high level what's going on in the world type question. And this relates a little bit to what sort of content do you consume? What newsletters are you keeping on top of? What sort of do you know about the industry you're in? What contacts do you have? What news do you watch or consume? Just being aware and do you know or have you noticed any changes, any things that you've heard in the market or in your industry specifically that you think it's important to to take a minute and take a, a bit of a, a think about and just become mentally aware of it as something you want to stay aware of and keep abreast of moving forward to see how things develop and change and ultimately to see how they may impact your business in 2023. And for me, I actually think uh, in my my website, The Turtle Journal, I have found um, creators, especially online, are using the word scrapbooking a lot more again. And I haven't heard that word used a lot since the early 2000s when I was scrapbooking photos with my little kids and my babies when I was a young mum. But it seems to be a whole new now younger demographic, particularly on TikTok and around the ASMR world, all linked to journaling and scrapbooking. So I've just found that interesting that 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 word's being used again about scrapbooking. And it's a bit different now with collage and junk journaling and art journaling and different things like that. But nevertheless, that, that seems to be making a little bit of a comeback. The word itself, scrapbooking and the art of scrapbooking and particularly how it relates to the younger demographic on TikTok and ASMR. And so really nice feel good videos that sound great and look great and have a really lovely relaxing meditative quality about them. That's just what I've sort of noticed in my industry that I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on for 2023. Number five, did your customer base grow in 2022 and in what ways? This could be things like your sales, social media reach or followers. Did you get wholesale accounts or more wholesale accounts? Did you grow the number of platforms you sell on? In what ways did your customer base grow through last year? It's always good to identify these so that you you perhaps know why that you did grow or you didn't grow and then ways I guess that you would like to maybe explore growing through this year. Number six, I like this one. What project, which is probably an unsexy one, are you putting off knowing that it would actually benefit your business long term if you were just going to go ahead and do it. This is a big one because this speaks to the juggle that we all have, particularly if you're a mum and you have a small business and you're you, you know, fitting this in the edges of your life, of finding the time for the important work. And I do think, I've said this before and I, I hold it to be true for sure, that as busy people, if you're a mum, if you work, all that sort of stuff and you're doing 
um, e-commerce on the side as a side hustle, there is a benefit to that because you're probably incredibly efficient. You can probably find tiny bits of time and when you do, you probably want to fill it with tasks that you know make a difference. So I'd encourage you to take this to heart in a good way. It's not terrible that you're putting off rewriting all your website copy <laughs> because it's a lot of work and a lot of concentrated work over many days and hours. So you probably haven't got that time. If you do, that's great. And if you're putting it off, like make some time and schedule it and start you know, chugging away at that and make it a project over some time. But what project do you know that you really do need to do that you know it would benefit your business long term if you were to make the time to prioritize it and get it done? I started a document for myself called the $500 per hour work document. And in here, I'm brainstorming different things as they come to me that I know are tasks and projects that only I can do as a business owner that I know would benefit my business long term, would actually see my business grow and not just stay the same or go backwards or maintain, but they're things that would grow it and push it forward and propel it and grow my audience and grow my customer base. But they're big projects, they take a lot of work, but they're only things I can do. So I'm just keeping a bit of a list for myself of things as it occurs to me. And one of them is updating all the copy on my website. Actually, both websites, all the copy on both websites I know would benefit me because I know it would help with SEO. It would help with marketing and brand voice and pulling customers in by you know capturing their attention and their imagination. So I encourage you to think about something and just pick one thing. If your list is giant, which mine's a little bit big, <laughs> just choose something and and you know commit to yourself this year you'll you'll pick one of those things because you know it's good for you long term it's just a probably an unsexy task to do and maybe really time consuming number seven what events or launches do you want to be part of this year and start planning for them now so you don't leave it too late this one came up for me because it suddenly occurred to me that valentine's day is around the corner and i thought oh valentine's day um, was I going to do anything for Valentine's Day in my business? I don't think so, but I hadn't actually thought about it. And I probably could have and, and either decided more definitively why I don't want to or thought, yeah, actually, I do want to and put some plans in place. So I'm thinking about this year now what I want to do as far as promotional periods, you know, like Mother's Day, Black Friday, Father's Day, and at least, you know, making a mental note of them so that time doesn't get away from me and, I, and I've kind of missed the opportunity to plan them out as we get closer. Number eight, what metrics do you wish you'd tracked in 2022 that you didn't, that in thinking about it now, they would be helpful to know? This was easy for me and this is my cost per item and my margin on my products. I've been far too generic with my sums the last two years of how much it costs me to sell a product, to create a product, to produce it, to manufacture it, to source it. Um, I have not been specific enough. So I have uh, created a spreadsheet for the start of this year that I'll be spending some time on just a product, you know, one product at a time as I, as I come up to it to really dig into how much that actually costs me to make. And because I do handmade as well, and if you do handmade, you might find this relates to you totally. It can be so easy to lose some of the costs involved and actually forget other things that are involved in calculating the cost of creating your products and, and not recording them. 
So the cost of my products and the margin I have on them based on what I sell them, I'm putting them more in a spreadsheet and calculating that more deliberately. So I can see quickly if I should be sourcing new products or a new supplier because they're far too expensive for me to source or do I need to reduce the cost? Do I need to increase the price? Or am I pretty well on the money and I just didn't realize it and I'm doing really well. So this is something I think is really worth thinking about of what is the metric that you wish you know now that you don't know because you haven't tracked it through last year that you wanna make a difference in 2023. And mine is definitely how much my products actually cost per product and the margin I have on those products. So you've got some real data to lean on next year without imagining or wondering or guessing what the answers actually might be. Two more. Number nine, what worked really well for you in 2022? When I think about it for me, I had somebody help pack orders with me once a week. That was a godsend. I'm so glad I spent my hard-earned cash, you know, on my regular day job spending money um, to pay someone to come and help me pack orders once a week in the evenings. I'm so glad he's been such a help to me and it it takes that whole, do you know when you sometimes if, if you've been selling for a little while and having some success or traction, it's a good sign that you need to hire somebody even on a you know freelance or contract or cash basis, whatever you do is if you get a sale and you, and you feel a dread and think, oh, okay, a sale, that means I've got to, you know, find it and pack it and ship it. There's a good sign to you that you need some help with that because that is the lifeblood for our business. That's the, like, the oxygen we breathe. So having someone help me pack orders through last year once a week was a godsend and I loved having him come around for a couple of hours and help me pack because it meant I stayed more on top of it and it's just so nice to have the support so then I could concentrate those couple of hours either helping him because I had lots of orders or thinking about some of those $500 per hour jobs in my business that I needed to, to or I could prioritize and I could spend time on to grow my business further. And number 10, number 10, last one, what did not work well for you in 2022? This one also was pretty easy for me, which was not being able to focus on my business probably as much as I'd like to because, you know, I have a, a busy life like everybody else does. So just for a few weeks now into the new year and I've been spending a few days now spending, well, actually I've spent a solid three days getting all my, my budgets and my bookkeeping up to scratch. And I've also spent uh, two days rewriting the copy for my two websites. And that's only made possible this year because I've taken a year of leave without pay from my day job. So I've actually got this year to focus on some huge goals as far as actually making a profit and actually making a living and businesses that I'm growing. So I know that didn't work for me last year, but that was not something I could have changed. It's just the way it was. And you know what? Rewriting the copy on my websites, I found terrible errors in some of my stuff. I think, how could people have shopped with me seeing that that product obviously wasn't related to that copy? It was a bit embarrassing. But you don't know this stuff till you have the time to look into it. So what didn't work well for you in 2022 so that you can sort of identify that and think about ways you might want to address it in 2023. So that's it. Thanks so much for joining me on my diary style podcast. I hope this has been encouragement for you. If we spent this time together in growing our product businesses and sharing real time challenges and wins, head to my website and you can learn more about my, uh, my business and see some other podcast episodes or send me an email at aussieecommercemum.com.au